0: the new material begins on global 2, down the page global page 92 which is revelation and last time we went through previous stanzas uh, getting up to that and I don't want to do much review but I just want to do a very brief quick movement review starting in global one which is global page 62 It's a global one HTML, page 62. Uh, And there was the discussion of the book and the inscription of the name in the book or uh, the book of the living. Now, these are all different ways in this uh, Valentinian meditation on the gospel or the gospel of truth. What we've been seeing is um, various analogies or metaphors uh, for the awakening of the Gnostic and the work of Jesus or Yeshua or the plan of the Father or the return to the Father or the salvation of um, the, the beings in the pleroma meaning the, in, the, in the totality of creation the way of salvation the plan of the Father the work of Yeshua the achievement of Gnosis there are many, many different ways of looking at that. And it just struck me that the, the, the Book of the Living, inscription in the Book of the Living, or finding one's name, or knowing one's name, which is another analogy for uh, achieving Gnosis, is, is the nature of the, the term the New Testament. What is the New Testament? It's the New Book. It's the New Book of the Living. That may have been the original uh, sense that the early Christians and Gnostics uh, brought forth here. The New Testament is the New Book of the Living as opposed to the Old Book of Yahweh and the, he- the Hebraic Bible, the Old Testament. So the Old Testament is the Old Book, the New Testament is the New Book. Ultimately, it's a book of the living. It's not a dead letter or a book of, of dead characters. The New Book really means the new metaphysical dispensation that Yeshua brought to earth by his incarnation, by his teaching, and by, uh, you know, the, the teaching being exoteric and esoteric, and the Gnostic initiation rituals, many ways, show um, what the esoteric teaching may have been, and some of the sacraments may have been initiation rituals or esoteric practices. The purpose of Yeshua's coming um, is to uh, assist humanity in, uh, in return to the Father or Gnosis, obviously. So the first Gnostic was Jesus, or the original Gnostic was Yeshua. And the New Testament, which is a pretty dead phrase to most people, really means the new book of the living. And it's not a matter of reading, or the purpose of the nature of this New Testament, or book, or gospel, or what Yeshua did, was not to, what what in, Jap- in, in Buddhism is called dead Zen, but to offer something that's called Living Zen. That's a Japanese Buddhist phrase, which really means an awakened teacher speaking uh, from his awakening, rather than a scholar um, referring us to names and phrases. So on global page 62 was the section Jesus suffers for the book. Jesus was patient and endured sufferings, and he took the book, and that his death means the life of many. And so, this, uh, the the death of Yeshua uh, offered to uh, humanity, in a sense, to save us from our sins, really, is um, to present, uh, presents to humanity a new living book in which um, those who achieve Gnosis um, will find their name inscribed and enter the community of the living and move out of uh, wandering wandering in the sense of plané or deceit or confusion and so it goes forth this is why Jesus global 64 page 64 this is why Jesus appeared he opened that book he was open he was nailed to a tree he fastened the testamentary disposition from the father to the cross and that as I said which some people understand is a real metaphysical activity uh, or real uh, metaphysical action linking space-time to time-space, linking third density to higher dimensions, uh, making a metaphysical change in the electromagnetic fields of planet Earth. I would say so. And I think that's how uh, the drop, uh, uh, like in the movie The Passion of the Christ, after Yeshua apparently dies on the cross, Um, Spirit goes up to heaven in some sense and a drop of water falls to the earth that drop of water In in many ways, I think symbolizes uh, The testamentary disposition from the father coming back to humanity by Yeshua allowing himself to be fastened to the cross And that's why all negatives hate Jesus and hate Christianity I mean the, the number one hated religion by the New World Order of course is Christianity very very strongly so further down the book grants completion Uh, the living ones inscribed in the book of the living are taught apart or alone meaning there's a solitary nature to to Gnosis, receiving themselves from the father so Gnosis as uh, self-receiving as returning to the father but also returning to ourselves and then turning back to the father And the uh, Law of Attraction or the magnetic um, properties of Gnosis When one knows then one is want to receive want means uh, likely to or accustomed to or habitual to When one knows then ones want to receive those things that are his own and is want to draw them to himself to oneself and to the father global page 70 and so the book of the living Um, leads is not necessarily i mean to my perspective is obviously not a religious matter it's not doctrinal even it's not uh, of a church it's it's of a change of heart of mind awakening of mind it's of the return it's being a pneumatic being a spiritualist being a spiritually awakened one and uh, this is associated with returning to oneself and returning to the father and uh, being attracted to what's truly our own. Uh, he whose name has not been spoken is an agnostic. Um, to the one, the one who is not agnostic is a figure or a molded figure. Is basically living a false sense of self, the sense of self of the hyleic or the psychic. Then we go to global uh, two HTML and see further sections that we went over. Again, if he is called, global page 76, if he is called, he's want to, likely to re, re, to heed, to respond, to turn to him who calls him, go upward to him. And he's want to understand how he is called. And so, awakening leads to understanding of how awakening happens. Uh, following the path truly leads to an understanding of how the path is trod. Following the path which is the one spiritual path of the seven rays, actually, whether it's Buddhist or Hindu or Christian, uh, following the one path uh, of development of the seven rays is uh, going to the Father through the Son or going to the crown chakra through the heart or going to higher self through, uh, you know, love-wisdom leads us to understand how that process happens so the greatest teacher of meditation is found in meditation doing meditation leads to understanding of how meditation works opening the mind or opening mind heart leads to an understanding of how mind heart is transformed and uh global 78 being a gnostic he's want to do the will of him who called him uh like the Sotapanna. Who has some realization of the nature of our being, or freedom from false views of self and freedom from attachment to rites and rituals, and conviction in Buddha Dhamma Sangha, leads one to um, love Buddhism, <laughs> love Buddha Dhamma, or love the teachings that led to gr- this greater freedom. He's wish he's want to please him who is and is want to receive rest. So. Inscription in the Book of the Living, wanting to, wanting to please and move upward towards the source of our inspiration or the source of Gnosis, also leads to rest and freedom from um, anxiety and, stru- and stress. It's similar also to uh, moving out of drunkenness. So, Global 78, similar to the simile of drunkenness the one who understands was like someone who returned from drunkenness having returned to himself and uh turning back from plane turning back from wandering confused wandering or deceitful forgetting wandering away from who we really are or from the father or from higher self and there's a lot of discussion of how the father makes all this possible or in this global page 80 this was a great wonder that they were in the father but not knowing him and then they were able by themselves to get out since they could not grasp and know him in whom they were if his will had not thus come forth from him (laughs) and so there is a a Christian uh, or Islamic perspective that everything that happens is the will of God in some sense that's true and you'll see later with the new material today, the Gnostics understood that, that unity too. All is the one creator, all is the Logos. Further section we went over, him on the perfect book. That we're not talking about uh, dead letters on paper. We're talking about uh, the, what, what the flame that burns in the heart. We're talking about uh, a living Gnosis, not an intellectual uh, pattern of thinking. And so the Father having written them for the eons, or the aeons, that by means of the character of the book they might know the Father. So inscription in the book, the New Testament, the New Book of the Living, is also done by the Father, or what we do even in our seeking gnosis or gaining gnosis is also of the Father or done by the Father, including the, pre- the previous condition of wandering and forgetting the lack. And so that we're going to find that out. More, this whole issue of lack or just dis- the, dis- the deficiency. So there are many, many, many similar, similar, similes, or I, I'm always uh, confused about the difference between a simile, a metaphor, and an analogy. But they're all comparisons, and there, these are all different ways of talking about uh, enlightenment, awakening, returning to what we are. Going further. The new section begins, global page 92, section called Revelation. There was, a, you can see the text, there was a interpolation, interpolator, meaning a comment that was added to the text in the text about the text that had just occurred, starting in this section, or particularly strong in this section and further sections. So we have a lot of parentheses and different brackets from here on in. But I'll read it without... Going, stopping with the brackets once and then do commentary and we'll go to further uh, stanzas also. So, Grobel, page 92, the new material, the section called Revelation, In translation, The Father unbosoms himself. And the interpolation is, Now his bosom is the Holy Spirit. He reveals his secret. His secret is the Son. In order that... The eons, the aeons, by the mercies of the Father, may know Him and cease toiling at searching for the Father, resting there in Him, knowing that this is the rest, meaning resting. That He, the Father, having supplied the lack, L A C K, the deficiency, has destroyed the schema, meaning the plan or the shape or fashioning, has destroyed the schema. Its schema is the world in which he had been a servant. For the place where there is envy and quarreling is a lack, but the place which is the reunion is completeness. For the lack arose because the father was not known, but when the father is known, then the lack will not exist from that moment. <laughs> so we get some, some old uh, phraseology here and then uh, interpolation or commentary in the text, on the text, in, uh, as we go through it. The father opens his bosom, uncovers his bosom, and Grobel wrote, reveals what he has in petto. In petto means in secret, in private. I'm sure all the mafia and all the Jesuits listening know that. In petto. So the father reveals what has been kept in petto, meaning his bosom or his heart. And that's a part of the awakening process is um, finding the heart of uh, you know the love that is the substance of light, the nature of light being uh, vibration or the source of all energy fields and dimensionalities the the true nature of light or vibration being love. this is akin to the father revealing or unbosoming revealing his bosom or heart, and his bosom here is shown as the Holy Spirit, which is Numa. And so, um, as one moves into heart chakra and beyond, or develops for fourth chakra and above, one has a much greater understanding of, of uh, prana, of pranic flow through the body, and the nature of prana, the nature of intelligent energy, sixth chakra, which is the access point, or one access point. Yes, um, the, the workings of, of prana, or numa are revealed uh, more so, as one uh, develops higher centers. The father reveals his secret. What is the secret? And here it said the secret is the sun, meaning the soter meaning Yeshua, meaning the salvational principle, which is the heart. The heart is the salvational principle of the seven rays. Uh, it's the center of the bullseye with the seven rays seen as, as, as spherical, concentric, with concentric chakra bands, right? Seven, one, six, two, five, three. The center of the, bull, the bullseye is heart, That is the salvational principle, but the Logos, the word, or the the Logoic principle, which is the nature of higher self, um, itself is the sutra. But the, the, the Logoic principle or the salvational principle of the path, being the solar Logos or the Logoic principle that comes through higher self, is first accessed through the heart. But particularly, I mean, in many ways, Gnosis, the Gnosis that they're talking about, is you can say at first level is heart chakra activation or harvest ability to 4d positive at a second level you can say it's actually a reunion with higher self and reunion with higher self is the first at one with the logos because the higher self is a sub sub logos which is basically uh, the the becoming one with holy spirit or Hol- holy ghost or uh achieving real salvation from death and from dualistic consciousness so um, the the unbosoming of the father the revelation uh, of what uh, of logoic plan or heart is so that the aeons and and the creatures in the aeons or all the powers of, of all beings in the octave by the mercy of the father again it's all by the, the logoic love may know him may know the Logos, so it's by Logoic love that we know the Logos, and then stop toiling, or stop searching, or end this working, or come to rest. So, uh, blowing out the flame, moving uh, out of um, the duality of motion and motionlessness, actually, the the duality of work-not-work, effort-not-effort, moving into real rest is is actually the law of one, <laughs> beyond um, polarity at one man. So in order that all beings may know the Father resting in him, knowing that this is the rest, uh, the resting. And then that itself is a filling of the lack or an ending of a lack or the, the completeness that ends deficiency. It destroys the schema. Schema here is very much like samskara. It's very much like fashioning by mind. Or the fashioning um, of illusion or any kind of false configuring by mind uh, that is ended with uh, movement out of uh, the material and the and the psychical moving into the pneumatic moving into spirit moving above the diaphragm activating higher chakras 4 through 7 and coordinating with the lower Um, in many ways this destroys Progressively destroys false samskaric fashionings in mind, like ego. Right? To me, it's very clear there's no ego. Just, I, I, <laughs> I haven't yet gotten beyond my revulsion at the term ego, but it's patently obvious there's no ego. And um, Ross said it's simply there. There, you know, we find this concept unworkable, and understanding cannot come from it. It's a concept; it's unworkable. We can't get to fourth chakra through use of it because. Um, our being is not the ego. Our being is is that which uses mind, body, spirit. So there's the destru- there's a supplying of a lack or an ending of deficiency. There's a destruction of the false figure, fashioning, the schema, this false configuring, is the world in which he had been a servant, and so there is some slavery, enslavement, um, when the person is a hylic or a psychic materialist, or an mentalist, a mater- you know, a rational materialist, or or somebody who's looking down and out, not in and up. The place where there's envy and quarreling, or any kind of struggling is a lack, is associated with this deficiency. And that's also the case, that, that there's much less um, interest in wrangling. The mind is less interested in wrangling, as um, chakras 4 through 7 are more in play. But Instead of this envy, quarrelling, lack, struggling, and the negative uh, one of the terms for asura, higher dimensional negative entities in Buddhism, Hinduism, is fighting jealous uh, gods. The fighting angry jealous gods. Why are they so angry? Um, why are they fighting? Because they're angry. Why are they angry? Because they're jealous. They want more. I don't have enough. I want more, 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 more. That that's envy, and envy is um, is a very significant uh, sin actually. Meaning, if there are minor, and you know, there's lust and, and sloth and torpor, and there's envy and um, cruelty or sadism, these are a little bit um, much more distorted. So, envy and quarreling starts to go away, and this is the place of reunion, completeness. Nevertheless, this lack this is global 98 this lack, uh, this deficiency, which is similar to a forgetting. And a fact a fashioning the schema that whole thing arose because the father was not known, but it was made by the father, so ignorance is also by the will of the Father, as is pain and suffering and confusion, we can say because it's all created by the logos or the the energy fields of the seven dimensions in the octave, right I mean the octave, God doesn't make our choices but God or the Logos um, uh, emitted or is the creator of the light or vibratory principle which became the energy fields of the seven rays and seven bodies and and uh, mind itself. So our consciousness and our body, Nama Rupa, name and form, is composed of the very substance made by the Logos. So you can say, therefore, that that the lack is a product of the father's will too or the veil in mind in 3D physical by logoic decision yeah, right but when the father is known then the lack will not exist from that moment and so (laughs) now we have another simile of ignorance and darkness Right. so we had drunkenness and moving out of drunkenness we have wandering and forgetting Uh, we have uh, now ignorance and darkness global page 98 I'll read again the passage and then comment. And again, there's a, a bit of interpolation in here. But it's, you can see this is a different, um, it, 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 the different um, authorship. Not necessarily authorship, but a different... There's something else going on with this section than the previous. There's not as much interpolation and commentary in the middle. I'll go on. A similitude of Ignorance and Darkness. As in the case of anyone's ignorance... When one comes to know, then one's ignorance is wont to melt away of itself. As in the case of darkness, it is wont to melt away if the light appears. Just so in the case of the lack, it is wont to melt away in the completion. Hence, the schema is not apparent from that moment, but will melt away in the harmony of the reunion. For now, their works or affairs lie mutually equal at the moment when the reunion shall complete the mayat. In the reunion, each one shall receive himself again. In a gnosis, he will purify himself in many ways in a reunion, as it eats up the matter within him like a flame, and the darkness with a light, the death with a life. If, then, these things have happened to each one of us, there is therefore that which beseems us that we be mindful of it all that the dwelling place may be holy and quiet for the reunion very nice section so simile similes of ignorance darkness deficiency or lack with ignorance when we know when there's uh, vidya knowing then avidya goes away. So, with gnosis ends ignorance. It melts away by itself. Likewise with darkness, when the light appears, um, darkness is gone. Darkness is simply the lack of light. In the case of lack itself, or any condition of existential uh, deficiency, it melts away with the experience of completion. Likewise with um, any sense of self-conflict, psychological self-torment, much of that ends when one opens the heart or makes the the linkage of four and six. Activation of heart, activation of six-ray, and their uh, application to the lower triad. When that happens, uh, increasingly, one knows love. One knows or senses the completeness, whole and perfect, of self. But it's not the self of me and my personal identity. It's the completion or completeness of, of being, of our being. Of this being which is your being too it's not a pride prideful matter it's um, it's love in sensed wholeness the the love of sensed wholeness of the self and that um, immediately simply wipes away the, the lack or the it's no longer lacking there is a filling up a fullness then then also in the case of schema, that goes away too. This fashioning, figuring, this sort of of uh, fake configured um, false awareness, we can say, or dualistic consciousness, the sense of separation too starts to go away, melts away in the harmony of reunion. And now their works lie mutually equal at the moment when reunion shall complete the mayat. And this... This term, Mayet, Mayet, M-A-E-I-T, literally, I mean, I used before, it it can mean the creatures or persons or beings in the creation. But in this uh, Grobel, uh, page 98, uh, note 229, uh, Grobel says, literally, this is, uh, will complete the spaces, will fill or fulfill the spaces it perfected the spaces that's so esoteric the spaces of creation are filled or completed or perfected with gnosis and so save yourself is is saving the universe in some sense opening one's eyes to reality or the result of gnosis um, returning to the father or bringing bringing sixth ray into life into, into the world of uh, the hyalic and the psychic, simply by our being, um, completes the spaces. <laughs> the, the places that had been empty are filled within the self and in the universe in some very esoteric way. And people get grandiose about these things and that's how that happens. But there is a, because all is one, the work that's done on one is done on all for all with all um, affecting all and this is very similar i think to this phrase um, shall complete the mayat the mayat or fill the spaces or perfect these spaces in reunion everyone receives himself again in gnosis there's this self-purification which is akin to eating up the matter within him like a flame and darkness with a light or death with life very nice this is why Jung enjoyed this this um, this uh, sutra this text so matter it's really um, delusion or the burning of way of the dross uh, the purification by realization gnosis darkness goes and death becomes replaced with life and that that's the difference between the pneumatic and the the or the psychic the person who's looking down only, or identified with body, the person who's intellectual, social only, or body-mind only, their their world is death, because uh, they're concerned only with the transitory. Only the pneumatic, or the person who's truly seeking within and uh, above, seeking all, in all directions, or seeking the heart of knowing, is actually moving to that which is beyond the transitory, that which is eternal. Seeking the eternal. What is the eternal? The eternal is being. (laughs) Not your being or my being, but being. Right? Self is a being of infinite worth. So that infinite worth is because essential identity is one with all. That's the law of one. And so all is one. And uh, that is the eternal. Or knowing that uh, reveals to us the eternal and, and that's freedom from death and Gautama spoke about that and Yeshua talked about that so that, that's another um, way of looking at the awakening process and uh, finally what, what these uh, there's then a little statement for the community here if then these things have happened to each of us each one of us meaning he's speaking to the community of uh, Gnostics There is therefore that which beseems us, meaning what's most appropriate for us to do, to be mindful of it all, the word mindful, like Buddhist sati, to be mindful of it all, um, above all, or to be mindful above all of what awakening is and how important it is, and um, to live um, from transformation, then that the dwelling place may be holy and quiet for reunion. What is the dwelling place? It's actually the term in Hebrew for house. The house. What's the house? Well, the body is the temple. The mind is the temple. The body, mind, spirit, complex. The, the seven-dimensional vehicle of, of self is the house that can be made holy and quiet for reunion. And when um, there is, I mean, I'm no saint, but when, when the vehicles are purified, Or lower desires are naturally dissolved then there is a quiet quietude to mind and body that uh, is associated with reunion or is a is a portion of the reunion which is returned to source but that can be done very much in body and that's the you know what Gautama called um, awakening with remainder (laughs) the remainder was the body that is the karmic result um, of past life activity or ignorance choices that will remain for as long as the incarnation remains and then there's um, enlightenment without without remainder so the next section global page 102 jars and judgment again i'll read it through there are many many questionable words here and um, many notes that come out of this section jars and judgment It is like people who moved jars from places that were theirs to places that were not fit. They were wont to smash them. Yet the master of the house was not wont to suffer loss, but there was wont to be rejoicing, for in the place of these putrid jars there were those that were full and likely to be kept to the end, for this is the judgment that came forth from heaven having judged everyone being a drawn sword of two edges cutting this way and that when came into the midst the word the logos who is in the heart of those who speak it it was not a mere sound but it became a soma a great disturbance occurred within the jars because some were emptied some were others were filled because some were supplied Others were overturned, some were purified, some also were divided into pieces. All the mayat, the mayat, were moved and were troubled, for they had no position nor standing place. Plane was in agony, not perceiving what she should do. Being pained at heart, she beat herself. She slashed herself, because she understood nothing. Because of the facts that Gnosis... Who is her annihilation, approached her, Plane, with all her or that which is empty, having nothing within. Into the midst came truth. All her knew or recognized her. They greeted, embraced the Father in truth with a perfect power which unites them with the Father. For everyone who loves truth, the truth means the mouth of the Father, his tongue means the Holy Spirit which attaches him, or everyone who loves the truth, to the truth. For everyone who loves the truth attaches himself to the Father's mouth by means of his tongue as he receives the Holy Spirit, this spirit being the revelation of the Father and his manifestation of himself to his eons. He has revealed his secret, he has released it, for who is he that exists (coughs) except by the Father alone? All the mayat, all the Mayat are gifts from him; they knew that they had come forth out of him like children from an adult man. They knew this that they had not yet received form, nor had they yet received, nor had not yet received name, things, form and name which the Father is wont to engender one by one. then they then, when they receive form. By his Gnosis, being verily within him, they knew it not. But the Father perfectly knows every myet that is in him. If he wishes, whomsoever he wishes he makes manifest, giving form to him and giving name to him. And he is wont to give name to him, and causes this that they become. They who have not yet become are agnostic, of him who produced them. So a very long and uh, complex convoluted section here. Jars and judgment. This is actually a very important um, metaphor used in the in this text. Um, jars that are full or empty, um, anointed or not. And so, again, we're talking about the distinction between the agnostic and the one who gains gnosis between wandering and becoming uh, no longer wandering but returning to the house of the father of uh, the awakening process and those that cannot participate like people moving jars from their own place to another place that isn't appropriate. so a movement of jars from places that were theirs to places that were not fit in this um, in this simile or analogy. They, these people are want to smash them, <laughs> so uh, if you bring a jar from your home to some place where it, it doesn't fit, you know you bring it to the garbage dump, you might smash it there. But the master of the house was not want to suffer loss, meaning the father uh, is okay <laughs> with uh, those that are saved, and the, the existence of many who are not saved, many people who remain cycling in darkness. Um, the master of the house didn't suffer a loss. Uh, but there was want to be rejoicing. Why, when they're smashing jars, like smashing pumpkins, why is there rejoicing from the master of the house? Because uh, some of the putrid jars, or those uh, of rottenness, there were there that also got smashed, and there were ones that were full and likely to be kept also to the end. So there's a smashing of putrid material, <laughs> of rotten rotten material in jars those jars are getting smashed then there are other jars that are full of i guess what good food or good something kept to the end and that's a judgment and so we're talking somewhat about judgment here which is a long perspe- a long discussion because the Gnostics saw judgment differently than our modern view of how christianity or catholicism sees judgment the, uh, the, that's the judgment that came forth from heaven um, as to what happens with these jars, smashed or kept. Having judged everyone, the judgment is like a two-edged sword. that cuts this way and that. This judgment, when it came, and then we get into another um, pers- another metaphor, when this two-edged sword uh, judging or the separation of the paths, those that go up and those that don't, those that stay in death and those that go to life. That's what we're talking about. When came into the midst the word, the logos, who is in the heart of those who speak it. (laughs) So, um, alignment with truth, the truth shall set you free. Well, aligning the mind, the personal mind with universal truth as best we can is a little bit like uh, welcoming the logos into our mind or uh, in resonance with the Logos, or God, or the Creator in body, mind, spirit, in daily life, Um, internalizing or in harmony, harmonizing with with the Logos, with the Soter. You see, the word Logos means the the Creator of Light. It's um, the second principle, right, the Father, the Son, Holy Ghost, which is Numa. The second Son is also the Soter or the Logos, the Word, and that then comes into the heart of those who speak it. So if you speak truth, um, you live truth. And in some ways you live the way of salvation by um, the willingness to modify or or um, adjust mind to resonate with truth, universal truth. It was not a mere sound, the speaking of the word or the heart, the, the logos coming into one's heart, into the heart of those who speak those who, have, who know Gnosis isn't a mere sound, it becomes a Soma S-O-M-A that's not the same as uh, the drug Soma in Brave New World it's the incarnation of the word or somatosis, and somatosis, incarnation of the word it became an incarnation of sound, an incarnated sound how about that and then wi- with this judgment process smashing some jars and uh, and leaving others intact or filling them. A great disturbance occurs within the jars or the community of the jars. <laughs> uh, and this could be an, a, a simile or again I don't know metaphor or analogy simile maybe a, a, a metaphor for Yeshua coming to earth making a disturbance uh, within the community of collect uh, of humanity. This is the, the community of jars meaning Body, my spirit complexes, are souls that are are following distortion or seeking love/light. Those that follow distortion and and grow distortion in darkness, following plane, uh, deceitful forgetting, um, are like the jars with putrid uh, stuff inside that get smashed. And and there is a sort of, um, you know, Yeshua saying, "I didn't come, uh, I, I came to bring a sword. I brought a sword." This is a very much what we're talking about here. The sword that cuts two ways is Yeshua bringing the sword that what? Cuts away the lower from the higher or reveals the higher in the darkened uh, awareness of humanity so that people can make a clear distinction. Am I going up or am I staying here? Am I going, am I going to follow the way of matter and thought or am I going to go to the heart and follow um, spirit and seek God or seek um, love and union with uh, the eternal, uh, which way will I go? Um, and this is a, th- this is a sort of a, you know, Yeshua bringing collective judgment or the incarnation of Yeshua as a metaphysical collective judgment upon humanity. Uh, a way shower. This is the way if, you know, now I don't think he's saying let's start this religion. He's really saying, you know, the principles of love and um, uh, heart the way of the way of heart love wisdom, is is the way up and out, and do you accept it or reject it? So there was this disturbance among the jars or humanity for sure. Some were emptied, others were filled, <laughs> some were supplied, uh, some were overturned, some purified, some divided and broken into pieces. And so, um, any spiritual teaching, leads some people to, um, what, become emptied, emptied of um, their confidence in, in their own distorted ways, or filled with, uh, filling themselves with truth, uh, gaining supply of what is valuable from the teaching, and others, other people finding or having some sense that, oh my god, I'm, I'm following a wrong teaching, or I'm mistaken, or I don't know what I'm talking about, or this teaching shows me something I never thought or I've been, I've been mistaken in the past. That happens too. Some are purified, there's self-purification of view and of, of morality, and then there's breaking into pieces, and um, there is a very, again, I, I won't go into it, but there is a very <clears throat> metaphysical um, action upon the energy grid of planet Earth and the consciousness of collective humanity that is the work, was the work, continuing work of the incarnation of yeshua all the mayat moved and were troubled and uh, grobel says the progress of thought here is completely enigmatic (laughs) he just says what the heck all the mayat the mayat all the spaces or the creatures were moved they were troubled for they had no position nor standing place and now we're talking about perhaps those that that reject love and truth and goodness and um, reject the the way of Numa and spirit Plane or the personal the personification um, of wandering, deceitful forgetting, or the negative path <laughs> those on the negative path we're in agony, and Grobel says uh, she or plane this personification of deceitful forgetting and wandering uh not just forgetting but deceitful, forgetting, okay substituting false for true, or, or substituting you know false in the place of true, those that are willfully deceptive, or the way of willful deception. That's It's not just forgetting and wandering, it's actually negative intentionality, personifici- personified. Grobel says she, or Plane, is concerned because she is the power behind the humiliated jars, or their personified essence. The Sundurance judgment, so judgment as a sundering, as a splitting, as a severing, very, very much the, the division of the paths, the end of third density, the three-way split, the sundurance or judgment which takes place in the presence of the Logos is her downfall, the downfall of the Illuminati, <laughs> the end of the New World Order, uh, just uh, you know the abortion of, of the New World Order stillborn that won't happen. Uh, plane was in agony not perceiving what she should do pained at heart she beat herself she slashed herself she understood nothing <laughs> that's right so the the psychic and the and the Heilig, um those of the material rationalists they really don't know creation they don't want to know they only you know these are lovers of self in the sense of, of vanity narcissism the, the, the that which is greater is uh, not 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 accepted, it's rejected, and therefore not known. She understood nothing because of the fact, or because of the fact that, what, Gnosis, who is her annihilation, so Gnosis is the annihilation of self deceptive forgetting and wandering. The wandering of self deceiving forgetting, self deceived forgetting, that is uh, annihilated with Gnosis. Then uh, because of the fact Gnosis is her annihilation, approached her meaning Gnosis is approaching and this is a mythological personification here Gnosis approached her Plane is empty has nothing within but into that emptiness or deficiency comes truth and all recognized her and then it gets kind of messy because it says then they they greeted or embraced the father in truth with perfect power so it's almost like uh, in in the light of, of true teaching some people can clearly know and reject the false and recognize the true clearly with a true teaching wherever that comes from or truth itself involves a sundrance of mistaken attachment to falsehood. Falsehood is believed because of mistaken sense that that it isn't false, that it's true. And um, yet the light of truth or truth itself is a light. Truth is light. And... um, Fifth chakra wisdom is a dimension of light. Fourth chakra fourth ray fourth density love love light, and so the the light that is truth or truth that is illuminative or illuminating, um, also leads us to see what what we had believed that's false. So then uh, this uh, trouble for plane is counterbalanced by they or beings embracing the father in truth with perfect power then getting united with the Father, so leaving Plane behind. Everyone who loves truth, and then everyone who loves truth attaches himself to the Father's mouth by means of his tongue as he receives the Holy Spirit. <laughs> really uh, detailed here. So, loving truth, right? That's my term, loving truth. It's a uh, valentinus agrees. Everyone who loves truth attaches himself to the Father's mouth by means of his tongue as he receives the Holy Spirit, this spirit, or Numa right? Prana. Numa is prana. This spirit being the revelation of the father, uh, prana reveals love because it's love light. Prana is light but its nature is love. So this reveals the father and the manifestation of himself to his aeons. This whole little sentence here is really quite interesting. The idea is that Grobel note 267 says everyone who loves the truth attaches himself to the father's mouth. The truth is in the Father's mouth. So truth, whatever truth it may be, particularly um, principles of of body, mind, spirit, and cosmogenesis, and cosmic structure, and function, and plan, and all that, and the way, and the nature of, the nature, the the triadic nature of the octave, you know, mind, body, spirit, or first, second, third principle, all of these uh, truths, if they are truth, can be seen as attaching oneself to the Father, which is where you get the kiss of the, 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 the kiss of truth or the the kiss of greeting which was done in early Christian churches they kiss themselves kiss each other maybe on the mouth even (laughs) I don't know but it's not a sexual thing it might even be related to this seeking to be at one with the mouth of the father or seeking truth um, as associated with a mouth kiss not a tongue kiss maybe I don't know but you know I'm sure this might have uh, been uh, brought into uh, dual cultivation or uh, Gnostic Tantrism if there was some Uh, loving the truth is attaching to the father's mouth uh, by means of his tongue and the idea is that the tongue is associated with Holy Spirit or Numa or Prana which attaches or comes out of the mouth uh, and that's a receiving of the Holy Spirit so you can see how uh, (laughs) uh, tricky teachers may have abused that but there is some there. There is some kind of analogy here. I mean, what is the mouth? Right? It's five point two in the facial chakras. The seven rays shown on the face. Uh, chin five one, mouth five two, nose five three. We can say, mouth five two. Um, the mouth is is where nourishment for body. Uh, and body as support for mind, spirit, incarnation comes. So there's, the, receiving of nourishment and the transmission of word the question is to what extent does one speak truth or is one speech in harmony with the Logos or with the Father if you're in harmony with the higher self you're in, in harmony with the Logos and the Father and so to what extent is our speech the sounded vibratory transmission from Atman up to you depends on the condition of uh, chakras one through six basically or the whole seven so the tongue as a symbol for that which comes forth from either the lower or the higher right uh, what comes through the tongue well <laughs> energy and it's a very important uh, minor chakra minor minor and energy lock in meditation tongue to the top of the mouth so this very esoteric actually the tongue the tongue as the projection of the mouth that which allows reception transmission. Eating food, the tongue is very important. Speaking, the tongue is very important. So food comes in to anchor the body, which allows the mind to continue its spiritual work. And what comes out is um, vibratory expression of, um, uh, of anyone's particular development of mind. The mouth speaks the mind. The words vibrate the development of the relative development of mind or consciousness or the mind's manifestation of overall seven ray development. That's what comes out as the speech. That's why in Buddhism right speech is very important. And and um, Yeshua said, so it's, a, it's from the one of the gospels, something like it's not by what a man puts in his mouth that causes sin but what comes out. So the four forms of wrong speech in Buddhism are um, lying or false speech, harsh speech, uh, malicious speech, and idle chatter. So we did a whole section on right speech. Very, very important. But in many ways, um, the mouth is defiled by wrong speech. The defilement or distortions of mind are expressed or shown by wrong speech. Wrong, right, wrong. You want to say wrong? You don't like wrong? You can do skillful, or that which is polarizing, continues our polarization on the positive path, is quote right speech. But certainly, the, the what's called wrong speech is uh, you know uh, oral abuse, <laughs> abuse of the mouth, abuse to you and me when we fall into wrong speech, which often we do, or sometimes we do. But this, the, the connection between truth. And the mouth of the Father, or uh, an expression of our relative, the, the, the being's relative degree of alignment with higher self, sub sub logos, uh, the logos word, sub sub word, the higher self as a sub sub word, or soter, or the principle of salvation, second principle. A Holy Spirit attaches him, and, and to what extent does the, the prana, or energy, that powers speech, or that speech conveys, speech conveying prana or spirit. To what extent is is the, the prana of Atman, or the pranic, to what extent does prana or spirit partake of Atman through speech? That's the degree to which we've purified speech, which is a reflection of the degree to which we purified mind. Of course. So, anyway, <laughs> this, discussion of truth being the mouth of the father that one who loves truth is attached to the father by that love of truth and that's associated with the holy spirit or attachment by the tongue everyone who loves the truth is attached to the truth is attaching to holy spirit or making use of prana in harmony with higher self or with god with the way of love wisdom which is um harmlessness and virtue attached to the father so there's the linkage to the logos by right speech by gnosis, by loving truth by means of his tongue receiving holy Spirit or pranic pranic activation of six chakra six chakra activation leading to access to intelligent energy. this leads to or is a revelation of the father or the soter and manifestation of himself to the eons right speech manifests the logos in the octave he's revealed a secret he released it and for who is he that exists except by the father alone and grobel says um for who is it who exists if it is not the father alone neil donald walsh says there's only one of us here the law of one it's all the logos who is it who exists if not the Father alone? There's only the Father. All is the one infinite creator, yeah. And Grobel says, if it means this, a startling ontological statement, statement of startling ontology. But, but that's what monotheism is. One God means one creator of all light and creatures came mm-hmm. out forth from the one and therefore all that exists is uh, a, a manifestation or is um, the one in various forms. In, in, in the infinity of form uh, appears the One. The One lives in the infinity of form and, and name. In con- the, infinity, the infinite variety of body, energy fields, and consciousness. Of course. <laughs> but you see, people don't take it all the way. Because everybody's afraid of thinking, I am God? Oh my God, I can't say that. That's heresy. But it doesn't mean you, <laughs> the sense of you, that you have is God, or totality, or the Father... But the essence of being is the one. Anyway, for who is he that exists except by the Father alone? And then going further, all the Mayat are gifts from him. Meaning, uh, here this Mayat term means personal beings, or again we had spaces, uh, sentient beings or men. All men, all spaces, all creatures are gifts or emanations from him. So you see... (laughs) Grobel says gifts, but he also is, is honest enough, note 273, to indicate that one commentary um, use uh, translate the word for gift uh, as emanations. Totally esoteric and much more accurate, actually. He wants to call it gift. He said, I prefer to consider it the known noun, quote, gift, with the, with the plural and definite article. So he's trying to get it grammatically correct and pleasing to his own. Uh, worldview but to my worldview <laughs> to say all the spaces and all the creatures are emanations from the father sounds better they knew they had they knew that they had come forth out of him so gnosis uh, or awakening leads us to remember where we're from like children from an adult or the issuance of progeny they knew this they had not yet that they had not yet received form nor had not yet received name, form and name. Name and form. Nama Rupa. Right? So again, even uh, esoteric Christian uh, early Gnostic view talks a lot about name and form. Just like Buddhism. Nama Rupa. And that's consciousness and energy or matter. Form is body or matter, energy, fields. And name is consciousness. Or mind. So mind and you know, uh, energy and consciousness, sentient sentience and um energy form uh come forth from the Father and um I'm not sure that they're talking about coming forth from him. So this goes back to cosmology perhaps, but or or the nature of creation as is. All creatures, all beings, all the spaces of all in the octave or all dimensionalities came from the Father or the Logos. Um, and before they came forth, they they didn't have a form or a name. And going back or this gnosis reunion is um, a, a renaming, even or finding our true name again, um, not the false name but the true name. So. Uh, these form and name which the father is wont to engender one by one and so the the returning to our original name or returning to source go together and then this ends as saying um, then they receive then when they receive form so it's a receiving of your name and form you know, the, the energy fields <laughs> development and um, one's proper notion or understanding of one's form or or one's uh, embodiment or the the nature of of the vehicles that we're using when then when they receive form by his gnosis meaning like the the father provides gnosis in a sense yes it's all the will of the father being verily within him they know it not this was before but the fatherly the, they know it not I'm not sure what that is so it gets a little confusing and even Grobel says or him but could this be said of those who are described above it's they, they go back and forth between pre-gnosis and post-gnosis and uh, pre-creation and the cosmological process <laughs> so so you can say that gnosis is a recapitulation of uh, of cosmology or cosmogenesis uh, the genesis of the cosmos is recapitulated by the gnosis of returning to the father it's uh, the path forward is the way the, the way forward is the path back or uh, the, the way back is the path ahead like Heraclitus said the upward downward path and so in some ways um, spiritual path recapitulates cosmogenesis it's it's uh, self uh, or, or personally experienced second birth, right? The rebirth, the, 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 the resurrection of Yeshua, but also the Christian notion of um, second birth or a new life, I've been reborn in Jesus, this kind of thing. Is, is, there's truth to that. There's metaphysical basis of that being a second cosmic creation or, or um, the return of the cosmos to source which is parallels or is a mere reflection of the emergence of cosmos from source. So the fa- But the Father perfectly knows every mayat, every creature, every space that's in him. So the difference between all knowing and our limited knowing, if he wishes, whomsoever he wishes, he makes manifest and gives form, gives a name, right, name and form. And he is wont to give name to him and causes this that they become. <laughs> There's a lot of confusion here about what's really meant, because the the grammar is not that clear. Uh, The Coptic translator of the Greek, and somehow they had trouble with this passage, the end of it. But there is this provision of name and form by the Father, and a return or a gaining of our true name and our true form that comes with Gnosis, and a becoming of what we are, finding ourselves again. And then, they who have not yet become are agnostic of him who produced them. (laughs) So, those who have not yet become, Gnosis as a becoming, Gnosis as a return to the true being of our name and form, remembering our name, book in, uh, you know, name inscribed in the book of the living, returning to our true name, returning to our true form, a true becoming, different than Buddhist view of um, thirst for becoming. So, it's a, it's the becoming of being or the becoming that leads to the return to being which is ultimately a return to the source before becoming occurred and those who have not yet become uh, or not returned to their true name and form are agnostic of him who produced them or their own source and that's the case with all psychics or all psychics and hylics or all people who um, are rational materialists and don't acknowledge um, a creative power beingness that gave birth to form and light and matter. Uh, they think that they are the supreme creator in their limited view. That's not what what we're saying here, that, that all is one. All is one doesn't mean I'm the creator of the universe. It means that what I am um, emanates from all that is. And I know and understand nearly nothing nearly none of what i am i think that's absolutely accurate that we know nearly nothing in terms of what we are nearly nothing grain in the ganges to me in my view of what i know what we know i don't think and knowing is not that critical anyway you know (laughs) how do you live how you live is in some ways ultimately much more important than than intellectual knowing or even gnosis, but but you know, with greater gnosis um, is greater knowing and loving truth is the way. Uh, and what it leads to is knowing who produced us or how we came to be. Knowing the self is knowing how the self came to be, and that's knowing God. And um, you know, Jung said, "I don't believe in God. I know God. It's completely unprovable." But um yes indeed he did know and one can and um the people who attack that actually don't know <laughs> if you attack what you don't know um you're a fool so seek to know and um then you won't want to attack you'll love truth so attacking is so silly anyway i mean better to love truth and find truth and live truth and conform uh, mind to truth then there's happiness and then no interest in attacking actually so next time we'll start with global page 112 illusory existence so you can see very buddhist actually very um buddhist hindu perspective we'll start with this section illusory existence and continue with the with the doctrine here uh, gospel of truth or valentinian commentary on the gospel thank you for being here i appreciate this a lot thank you valentinus And Mr. Grobel, take good care and good night.